Welcome to the Overcomers Christian Center podcast. Today, you will hear a message from our very own Pastor Richard D. Dobbs, entitled, There is a Difference Because We Are Connected. In today's message, Pastor Dobbs talks about how God lets us know that if we choose to remain connected to the true vine, we will see a difference in our thinking, acting, and doing. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered and equipped by today's message. Follow me as I read John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8 out of the New King James Version Bible. Notice what it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me, not some, but every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Notice the fruit was in him, but it didn't bear fruit, so he removed it out of the way. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So every branch in Jesus, every individual in Jesus, gonna uh, bear is gonna bear fruit. And after you bear fruit, he gonna he's gonna prune you up some, so in turn you can bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So he said you cannot uh, produce, and I like to say like this, godly fruit without God. In verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Let's make it clear. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I'm going to read that to you again. For without me, you can do nothing. Now, you say, Pastor, that were all these sinners doing stuff, but is it godly what they're doing? If you're going to do something godly, you're going to need God to do something godly. Because you can do stuff, but in order to do something godly, you're going to need God. Verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. Notice the, the, the progress. Cast out. Then after you cast out, you're going to lay there a while till you wither up. And after a while, somebody's going to come and gather you up. Then they're going to throw you into the fire. I, I thought about from this point, throwing you in the fire is a temporary purpose, but it's a temporary purpose. But we thank God for eternal purposes. See, fire gonna go last as long as the wood go, and then it's gone. But uh, but real people, branches, they keep on producing fruit after fruit after fruit after fruit. That's that's where we want to be at. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Thank God he'll give us our heart's desires. By this, my Father is glorified. How is he glorified? That you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So I'm going to use this as a drop backdrop to speak to you from this topic there's a difference because we are connected there's a difference people can see a difference in your life because you are connected and let me say this to you 
I'm not just saying connected to anything, but you're connected to the true vine, which is Jesus. And then we're connected to one another. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your word this evening, this morning. We pray that the word will have free course. Father, these are precious saints who are de- we are divinely connected to. And Father, because we're divinely connected, we're going to be, that we're going to be different. We're not going to be the same. We're not going to be like the world. We're going to be more like the true vine that we're connected to, which is Jesus. We bind the enemy right now that will try to hinder or stop what Jesus is doing. We bind every spirit of distraction, sickness, disease, infirmity, so forth and so on. We bind and we cast them out. Plead your blood upon this congregation this morning. Thank you for your anointing that continues to destroy every yoke and remove every burden. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. Just a moment, we're going to just take a quick reflection on last week's message from John 15, 1 through 3. It was Jesus having a conversation with his disciples. Now, you notice this, it did not, this is not where the conversation started. We pick it up somewhere after it gets started. He's talking to his disciples and he, he's teaching them. He's teaching them about himself. And one thing you know about Jesus is that when he teaches you something about himself, it's not only for that day, but it's how you live your lifestyle. Because Jesus teaches something that's going to be good for you today, it's going to be good for you tomorrow, it's going to be good for you in the future. So when he says, I am the true vine, uh, that means that it's going to be good for me. I need to be connected to this true vine. And this is what I need to remember. I don't need to be disconnected from it. No matter how rough it gets, no matter how rough all the circumstance around me gets, I don't need to be disconnected from the true vine. We know that if we're born again, committed to become the student of the word of God. We are his disciples. That means we're students of the word. And we need to be a student, not just one day, but every day. Every day. Every day we need to be a student of Jesus. And as far as him, we understand the importance of knowing who Jesus is as well as his primary purpose in our lives. In the text, Jesus gives a description of himself. He describes himself as the true vine. And when he calls himself the true vine, And the reason I bring that up, and I think it's so important we understand this, if he says he's a true vine, that means there's a false vine out there somewhere. He Listen, you wouldn't have to call yourself the true vine if there were not other vines out there. That means that, see, if it's only one vine, there's no other vines you can choose from. No other vines you be, could be connected to. But since I'm the true vine, that means there's somebody or something out there that you could be connected to that will be, that will bring you ungodly results. So it's important that we understand that he is the true vine. He also lets us know if we choose to abide and remain connected to the true vine, we will see a difference in our thinking in our acting, and in our doing. You can't be connected to Jesus and remain the same. In fact, you're going to get better if you're truly connected to Jesus. And this is what you need to understand. We may not see it overnight, but sooner or later, you're going to start thinking better, you're going to start talking better, and you're going to start acting better. You can't tell me you're connected to Jesus and still going to act the same way that you did before. But I also know this, if you're connected to the world, you're going to start acting like the world too. 
Oh, yeah, you could be connected to Jesus for a while, but if you start finding yourself connected to the things of the world, you're going to start acting like the world. Because whatever is in you is going to eventually come up out of you. Is that right? So now, as we strengthen our connection to the Lord Jesus Christ, the follow begin to the pruning and cultivating process. Because we, talk, we saw it earlier. You're going to bear fruit. You're going to be with Jesus. You're going to be pruned, and you're going to be cultivated. That's just the bottom line. Well, Pastor, I don't want to be prone. Well, that means you're not connected to Jesus. Because whoever who is connected to Jesus is going to be prone. Things going to be cut out of your life. And sometimes you're going to like what's cut out of your life, and sometimes you're not going to like it. That's the the way it is. As a parent, we know as a parent, there's some things that our children like that we have to take away from them, but some things that, that they uh, that's not going to be good for them, we got to take it away. Like, you know, for example, you can't let your child just eat candy in every meal. I know you want, they want it. I know they would love to have a Snickers, this meal, potato chips, second meal, cake, the third meal. I know they would like it, but you can't let them have that every meal. You as the parent got to take control of this situation. And you got to be the disciplined one. Sometimes your children ain't going to want to get up in the morning and go to school. But what do you do? You get them up anyway. Well, they feel like it or they don't feel like it. Well, we as parents sometimes don't want to get up and go to work in the morning. But whether we feel like it or not, we know it's imperative for us to work. Now, the Lord Jesus loves us so much that he wants to remove any old ideas and ways of thinking and acting that will hinder our attachment to him as well as tamper with our ability to produce the character of Jesus Christ. The Lord has a way of breaking and removing things from our lives that we may or may not be as eager to let go. And I'll be honest with you, in the pruning process, it's not always going to be pretty. It's not, I'll be honest, listen, if somebody tell me they love everything that Jesus does in their life, they more saved than I am. And I know I'm saved. But this is what you got to understand. I understand the pruning process is real. It is real for every believer in this sanctuary. Now, he desires for his written and revealed word to continue to change us and unite us as one with him. It's easy to walk in unity with our fellow church members when we agree on the teachings of the word and the ways of God. And go with me to the book of Amos chapter 3 and verse 3. It's easy for me to walk with you when we have the same mindset when it comes to the revealed and the written word of God. When I believe that God is saying and doing what he said he's going to do, it's much easier for me to operate with you as well as others when that takes place. That's why Amos 3 and 3 is so important. You notice what it says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? Can two walk together unless they are agreed? One thing about it, you can start out walking with somebody, but then all of a sudden they can have a different mindset or a different belief, and it's hard to walk with them. Now, because why? After a while, you're going to start having conversation with one another. After a while, you're going to find out, hey, we need, we, I, I like this kind of restaurant right here. Let's stop over here and eat over here. And you're like, well, no, I don't like that. Oh, what's wrong with you? You're going to go over here and I'm going to go over there. Why? It's going to be disagreement. When it comes to the things of God, we may not agree on what I call minor things, like the color of this or, you know, the kind of car you like, but we need to uh, agree that Jesus is Lord. We need to agree that he wrote that he died and got up three days later. And not only did he get up three days later, he's alive in 2019. 
We ought to believe that we got to agree that better is here and better is coming. We ought to agree, amen, that tithes and offerings are right. We got to agree, amen, that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. There's some major things we got to agree on. Major things we got to agree on. Minor things, not so much. I use the restaurant, but I'll be honest with you, if we eat at Christmas, I'll be fine. But when it comes to the major things of God, do we believe in the baptism in Jesus' name? Yes. Do we believe that Jesus is Lord? Yes. Do we believe there's a heaven and a hell? Yes. Do we believe, amen, that Jesus is his word? Yes. Major things. Major things. Minor things, but major things we have to agree with. And as we produce the character of Jesus in our life, we can better recognize the manifestation of God's miracles and blessings in our lives that makes us rich and has no sorrow with it. Go to Proverbs 10 and 22. Isn't it good to walk around with people that believe that God is a blessing? Boy, I, I've been around folks, that, and, and so I'm sure if you have dealt with the public in any form or fashion, there will be some naysayers that don't believe that God is still blessing today. There will be some people around you that think that God has stopped healing like he does today. There's some people around you that God will, don't to believe that God will deliver you like he's still doing today. Because God is a healer. He is a deliverer. He is still doing what he said he's going to do in his word. In Proverbs 10 and 22. Sorry, I was in the wrong. I was in chapter 22 and verse 10. (laughs) Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. That's how you know you're being blessed by God. How increase comes, how prosperity comes, and how peace comes. Because God, when God brings it, there's no sorrow with it. There's no grief with it. There's no anger with it. There's no anxiety with it. Sometimes God can give you something, and if you ain't careful, it'll bring anxiety with it. It'll bring pressure with it. It'll bring unbelief with it. It'll bring, let me tell you something, I, I realize some things that I get from God that, that come from God, I got to realize that I got to take care of what God gives me. If I take care of what God gives me, I'm going to be okay. Oh, thank God, because God can give you something, but you may not take care of it. You can have a gift from God that God gives you, and and God tells you to stir up the gift of God that's within you, and then, but you don't want to stir it up by what? Praying, by seeking the face of God, not taking care of the gift. You can have a gift, amen, that you can pray, and your prayers get answered, but you got to pray. Oh, not, you think what people, everybody that prays get their answers just like you do? Oh, no. There's some people that pray and they have to wait years and years and years to get an answer because why? They pray not in faith, but in doubt. And when you, anytime you ask of God, you got to do it by faith. And you are a believer that can get a prayer through. Thank God for believers that can get a prayer through. Oh, and it's good to know that you you are walking or you're in agreement with the person beside you, in front of you, or behind you, that prayer still works today? Oh, I get me an amen right there. Oh, I thank God I'm walking in the midst of people that believe in the power of prayer. That prayer works. That prayer makes a difference and it's a blessing. That is increase. That is prosperity to me. I would hate to have $10 billion, but I had no prayer life. I thank God for praying believers in the sanctuary. 
that believe in the power of prayer. Not only believe in the power of prayer, but believe in the power of praise. That believe in the power of worship. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's good to see God working in his words. Oh, I, I, I love to see the fact that God is doing what he said he's going to do. I love to see it not only working for me, but it's working for you as well. Isn't it, isn't it good to know that I am in the midst of people that believe his word and watch his word work in their lives? We said, Pastor, I'm looking for this, that, and the other. Oh, but I'm looking for the character of Jesus to be produced in my sister and my brother. I thank God that you think better, you talk better, you act better because of your relationship with Jesus. Oh, it's a blessing to be in the midst of people who used to cuss, but don't cuss no more because of their relationship with Jesus. I thank God I'm in the midst of people that 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 have been delivered from anger, from jealousy, and from unforgiveness because of why the relationship with Jesus. And it's good to it's good to be in the midst of people where the word is working. Because if it works for you, it's gonna work for me. If it worked for you in the, in the yellow, it's going to work for you in the green. If it worked for you in the blue, it's going to work for you in the red. If it for you in the black, it's going to work for you in the orange. It's going to work for all of us. And when the word is working, nothing is unlimited. And listen, the sky is, listen, I would say the sky is limited, but listen, it's unlimited what God can do in our lives. Because if God can work on your character, he ain't got no problem dropping 10 million into your pocket. Are y'all following me? He ain't got no problem giving you your heart or your heart, the heart's desire. He ain't got no problem. Why? Because if his character is being seen in you, then nothing wrong with him dropping something natural in your life as well. I thank God we see the word working because it makes us rich. It causes us to be wealthy. And I want us to be not just wealthy, um, Naturally speaking, but wealthy spiritually speaking. I want us to be wealthy when we hear, we hear scripture, we hear somebody that goes against the doctrine, we say, oh, I can't agree with that right now. Oh, we said, you said that God cannot heal. You say God cannot deliver. You said that's too hard for God. But is anything too hard for God? I think not. God can do all things but fail. He said all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. He said, you know what? Lord, all things are working together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. I thank God his word works in my life. We're rich in the word of God in this sanctuary. Thank God we are rich in the word of God in this sanctuary. And what it does, it doesn't add any, any sorrow, any grief. It doesn't cause us any pain because we're, we're, we are confidence. Our confidence is in the word of God. And that's what I thank God we are connected to. That's why we love to study to show thyself approved unto God. Work man need not be ashamed, rightly divine the word of truth. We study to show ourself approved unto who? And we're rich in the word. Oh, what's the use of singing a song, my brother, if we don't know what it means when we sing it? We're just singing just to be singing. Now, we got to know what this song means. We got to know when we say, Lord, I lift your name on high. We got to know what that means. We got to say, we exalt you, God. Lord, we got to know what that means, God. We don't want to exalt anybody, but we're exalting Jesus. And so it, it causes us to not to live in pain or grief or sorrow because we know that the word works. Even when we don't see it working as fast as we want it to, we know that sooner or later this too shall pass. 
and that God is doing exceedingly abundantly above anything we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. The word makes us rich and he adds no sorrow. Good God Almighty. When I give, it shall be given unto me. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. Oh, I'm expecting God to do what is exceedingly abundantly above. Because why? His word is working. It causes increase. It causes prosperity. It causes peace in my life. I have peace that passes all understanding because his word is working in our lives. Oh, that's why I study. That's why I pray. That's why I believe God. That's why I know you in this sanctuary. We are divinely connected because the common denominator is the word. We believe the word. We believe that God can do. Let me tell you something. There are many people and there are churches all over America that don't even believe in the power of his word no more. It's just a good story. Listen, when Daniel got in the lion's den, that's a good story. But that would listen, that has no relevance to us today. I beg to do because I've been in some situation where it was just like I was in a lion's den. The enemy surrounded me. He would have ate me if God wouldn't have stepped in and rescued me from that situation. Lord, you ain't live long enough till you've been in the middle of your enemies and God give you peace in the middle of your enemies. He'll call you to sit down at the table and eat. Hallelujah to God. Oh, and I eat in peace too because God is my Savior. Oh, Pastor, I don't have no enemies. I beg to differ. The devil is your enemy. And anybody that the devil uses against you is your enemy. Oh, we, he will never use anybody against me. Keep on living, baby dog. Because sooner or later, you're going to find somebody who you thought was your friend. They're going to be your friend. Mm. Let me get out of that. We remain connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. The word will continue to cleanse us to the point that we can discern God's blessings in our lives from man's blessings. Oh, I love what Abraham said. Nobody made me rich but God. And we got to have that same testimony. Nobody made us rich but God. Oh, thank God for that. Now, some people, relationship and jobs that we get linked to could be hindering rather than helping our connection with the true vine as described in John 15, 1 through 3. A good, strong attachment to the written and revealed word will help us to know the difference. Oh, help us to know when we're connected to the right source. Listen, when, he, when, when, when you know, something he said in verse 3 that kind of stood out to me when I was studying this morning again, is that he said, you know, you're cleansed through the word. See, when I'm clean, that means stuff can flow through me freely. It can flow through me freely. It can flow through me freely. But when I got stuff in me, it's hard for stuff to flow. You ever had a claw drain before? And, and, and no matter, and then you had to, uh, you trying to get stuff out of it and, and, but you, all they gonna do is the sink get this full and full and full. Then you gotta stop and wait for it to come, go out and it take, 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 and it take forever. <laughs> and then you get some items, you know, some stuff you either make up or you go buy and you stick it in there. And after a while, that thing get unclogged. Let me tell you something. You want the word to flow through you and come to your life and not get clogged because you want it to flow through you. Why you want it to flow through you, Pastor? Because you want God to really put some more inside of you so you can produce that fruit. Ooh, thank God for fruit. Hallelujah to God. Uh, hold, I pray if y'all got my picture up there, if you'll put it up for me now. Now, it says up here in John 15, verse 4, Abide in me. 
and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. If you're going to produce the fruit that Lord requires that our sister brother needs on a consistent basis, we must abide in Jesus according to John 15 verse 4. You got to abide in him. You got to remain in him. You got to tarry. Do not depart. Continue endure. In other words, you got to remain steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. You got to be steadfast, immovable. Don't move. Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything that is lacking that will cause you to be disconnected. And, and, and this is what I, when you read a text like this, it almost like, well, let me see what I get out of this. It's our choice to remain. My choice to remain. If I'm not going to remain, then something's going to be wrong. Something's going to be wrong. Now, you look at this where the vine is. The vine represents Jesus, and we are the branches, and then those of the branch come down. Now, I want you to notice how that's clean, or should be clean, what comes from Jesus down to through the branches. Because why? It's got to produce some fruit. It's got to produce some fruit. And we got to constantly, that's why I love repentance. I thank God we can repent. Because repentance keeps it clean. Well, sometimes you can mess up and clog up, and it can be a crucial time. But you can always ask God to forgive you. Because we need that fruit. We need that fruit. And fruit is imperative. And one thing I notice about fruit is this. And, and you might say, Pastor Dobb, this is, I know everybody should know this. But, but I know you probably know it. But let me just share something with that, that I, I learned when I was thinking about this. Fruit don't eat itself. Is that too deep for y'all? Fruit is meant to be consumed by other people. Fruit is meant to be consumed not by, let's say, for example, this is grapes. Grape is not going to consume the grape. People, individuals, unsaved loved ones, friends, family, co-workers are meant to consume the fruit. Are meant to consume the fruit. So when we allow the fruit to be produced in our life, somebody's going to come and pick off of us. Has anybody ever came and asked you about Jesus? Uh, when you shared Jesus, people looked at you and said, hold on, I thought you were supposed to be talking about Jesus, but you don't, I don't see any fruit in your life. Because either your fruit is going to produce or it's not going to produce. Either you're going to have the fruit that people see or you're not going to have it. And this is imperative for us to allow us to be free so we get the branch abides and divides. We abide, the fruit can come down. We got to clean, make sure we're clean through the word, and then we'll produce the fruit. And then somebody's going to come and pick the fruit off of our lives. Or we can share it with somebody. How many have ever shared uh, some grapes with somebody before? You shared it with them. You shared a piece of fruit. You had plums, but you had more than one, so you shared a plum with somebody. Uh, whatever the fruit is, you share your fruit with somebody, right? We need to be sharing Jesus with somebody else. We need to share, just like you share your fruit with somebody else, we got to be able to share Jesus with somebody else. But then again, we don't need to be so contaminated people can't see the fruit in our lives. 
contaminated with lies, contaminated with unforgiveness, contaminated with, with things in our life that don't belong there. And you know how we are, but, but thank God for repentance. Ooh, we're clean through the word. Thank God for Sundays, cause our fruit to grow a little more. Thank God for Wednesday, cause our fruit to grow a little more. And, and, and let me say this to you. I, I, I'm guilty of this too. My wife asked me one day, would you have somebody picking out your groceries? Well, I said, who's going to pick my fruit out? <laughs> Some of y'all quite get that. Who's going to pick my fruit? Because I like to look at my fruit before I pick it out. I like to thump my watermelon before I get it. What were you, were you? What's the with the watermelon pastor do, Pastor Doc? I'm sorry, that's old school right there. You know, I try to, because the, the, the solid sound, the better the watermelon is to me, okay? When it sounds like, well, it's something different, then that's different. But anyway, I can't explain all that right now. i say for another day. Kiss me the watermelon store and I'll tell you all about it. We'll go around thumping watermelons. <laughs> Man, what you thumping that watermelon for? I'm old school, boy, they, they'll thump them, poop. They ain't no good. That's good. They ain't no good. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I like to pick up my own fruit. I like to pick up my own grocery. You follow me? Because sometimes fruit, have, some of them can be good, but they have some partial bad fruit in it. And it don't look edible to me. Now, they'll leave it out there because somebody will pick it up sooner or later. Or the people like me that take off the bad part and leave the bad grapes in there and they get the good ones out. Oh, I'm sorry. That's why I pick out my own fruit. <laughs> we got to make sure the whole fruit is good. We got to make sure the fruit is presentable. We got to make sure our lives are presentable. Presentable. We got to be presentable when we present other people the fruit. We don't need to, for, to look at our fruit and say, ooh, I don't want none of that. Oh, you ain't never looked at something in the store and, and looked there and said, you know what? I don't want none of that. I was looking for it, but when I saw it, food came out. There's some food that come out on your table. They try to dress up and make it look good. I don't care how much it dress up. It still don't taste good to me. But the idea of it is they're going to dress it up. They're going to try to make it look good. So why? It'll be more edible or make you want to uh, receive it or, or, or grab a hold of it or pay for it. Long story short, that's what it really break down to. I want you to pay for it. Sometimes they put little green stuff around it. You ever, you, they, you ever, they ever gave you eight pieces of shrimp and put some green stuff around it? You told me, y'all can keep that green stuff and put me some more shrimp on there. That's what I, I said. I got to pay for that green stuff. I don't want that green stuff. Put some more shrimp on there. That's all I want. Y'all keep that green stuff. <laughs> yeah, Father, the thing is, they want to make it look presentable to you. We want to make our lives presentable. So when people see us, they see Jesus. And the way that we think, the way that we talk, and the way that we act. I'm, I'm telling you something. It's going to take something. Because you got to remain in the vine. Because you're going to have an enemy trying to disconnect you from that vine. You have an enemy trying to cut you off, not maybe some of the branch, but part of the branch off. The enemy come to steal. He come to kill. He come to destroy. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He said, I want you to have abundant life on your job, in your business, in your school, in your workplace, every area of your life. I want you to be abundant. And I thank God that he does because abundant life produces good fruit. Hallelujah. Now, I want to look at a few more things here in our text. On my paper, I should say. 
It is a challenge to produce godly fruit when God's not the source of the fruit. And, th- and I know that's a simple saying, but it's so true. It is hard to produce godly fruit when God's not the source of the fruit. Because whenever, I was going to bring my pen with the light on it, but it ran out of batteries. But anyway, I'm going to kind of point. Whatever's going through where you see where Jesus is and it's coming down to the fruit. Whatever's going through there, that's what's going to be inside that fruit. I remember we did a science, uh, science experiment, 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 science experiments many years ago when I was in grade school, middle school, so in that neighborhood. And I, it was amazing to me. I, I still remember today. You know, if you can remember science, as old as I am, and I still can remember a science experiment, you know it had to be life-changing for me. We put blue dye in the bottom with some water and put the plant inside of it. The plant took the blue dye. You cut the leaves, blue dye came out the plant. That's amazing. That is amazing. Basically, what happens is whatever's inside, whatever the water, if the water's clear, I'd have cut it, you wouldn't have seen anything. That's why a lot of times you don't see nothing. But if you put a color in there, whatever that, it grabs a hold of, it's going to bring up, take it through the system, and at the very, wherever you cut it at, that's where that blue dye is going to be at. I said, oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. All right, okay. Enough of my science experiment. Real life, if you got if you're not connected to Jesus and you're you bring a bunch of mess, you connected to oh, I got I got you, Lord. If you connect to the world, sooner or later, we cut you in certain spots, the world gonna come up out of you. The world gonna come up out of you. Oh yeah, the, oh listen, it may take a minute, but sooner or later we get down to that to the end of it. The world gonna come up out of you. Like Jesus in the center of this one, if the world is there, take the place of Jesus, what kind of fruit you gonna produce? It's gonna be worldly fruit. But when God is your fruit, it, it may take a moment, it may take you some, some, some services, it may take you some devotion times, it may take you some Sunday school, it may take you some prayer time, it may take you some praise and worship time, it may take you some uh, giving time, but sooner or later, you're going to produce godly fruits. It's going to take time, but you're going to get godly fruit. And not only will you get it, you will produce more fruit. Because once the fruit gets started, let me tell you something, God got a way of causing it to keep on going. Now, I don't know much about planting stuff, but I know this. If you throw some kudzu out there in the wind, kudzu going to grow. It's going to grow. I mean, listen, I mean, it will keep producing, keep producing, and keep producing. Listen, you can cut it. At, I'm going to cut it. I'm cut it right here. I'm going to cut it off. It come back later. It's going to keep producing more kudzu. I know they got plants. I know kudzu work about every time. I ain't got to worry about that. Kudzu going to work. Only way you kill cubs, you got to basically just take its holy slap out from the root and everything else around it. You got to about kill it <laughs> in order to get rid of cubs. But it's going to keep on producing. Let me tell you something. I, I use that to say this. God is an unlimited producer. He's going to keep producing in your life. As long as you think and talk and act more like Jesus, he's going to keep on producing, 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 keep on producing. Oh, I'm talking about in the middle of winter. Keep on producing, keep on producing, keep on producing. Listen, you in the middle of a trial that, that is horrendous. He's going to keep on producing that fruit in your life. You are prospering in every area of your life. He's going to keep on producing, keep on producing, keep on producing. You're going through a rough trial. I'm talking about, listen, one of them things you can stay up in the middle 
whole night, you crying, and you, you, God, this is awful. He's going to keep on producing himself in you. He is a producer. You're on your job. He's the producer. You're in the middle of your school day, and you, you go into your four period. Four period. He's the producing fruit. Get ready to go to your favorite class, P.E. He keep on producing. Maybe it's not your favorite class, P.E. Your favorite class reading. Your fa- favorite class is writing. Your favorite class is lunch. Keep on producing. You getting off work after a short day at work. He going to keep on producing. You in the middle of a, of a meeting with your supervisor. You're producing godly fruit. Your, your supervisor going over your evaluation. And they wrote down some stuff. And you want to... Uh, I know they write that. that I know they write. Oh Lord! Know, oh Lord! He ta 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 ta. ta. Woo! You keep on producing that fruit. You talk to your children at home, and your children do some stuff. You keep on producing that fruit. You got your husband and your wife together. You keep on producing that fruit. Single people, you keep on producing that fruit. Cause why? He keep on producing fruit. God's fruit is unlimited. You can't cut it off because of your bad attitude, the way that you don't do things. I'm telling you, I'm telling you God is a, as long as you're walking by faith and not by sight. And when you repent, it causes that fruit to keep on going. That's why I thank God for repentance. Fruit can, I'm telling you, listen, if there was something stuck in there, repentance would get it out just like that. How you know, Pastor Dodds, 1 John 1 and 9 says, if we're faithful and just, he, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When you clean, whew, there you go. There you go. There you go. He produces, he produces, he produces. So remaining in God will keep us strong and productive and cause our branches to be productive. Cause us to be have strong branches. Our limbs are strong. Our sprouts are strong. Uh, something that used to be tender and flexible is going to be strong again. The Holy Spirit continues to remind us that he wants us to take heed to the spoken word and reveal word if we're going to develop from baby sprouts in God to full branches. We would, listen, when you're a full branch, somebody can hang on you. Good God, oh my boy, that's a good one right there. Some of y'all are never climbed a tree before. That's why y'all looked at me funny. What do you mean? Hang on a branch? Hang on. Used to be a time we used, we used to climb trees back at where I came from, between, between Temple and Bremen. You said, Pastor, will you? Yeah, I was a little bit out there. I'll just climb trees and go up in the tree and do different things. But if you ever grabbed a tree that wasn't right, that the branch was kind of weak, yeah, that's right, brother. Whoosh. It wasn't no asking. The tree, tree, tree is unforgiving, ain't it? Oh, there you go, boy. You ain't got to worry about it. If it's, listen, it tell you quick if I'm strong or weak. Because that's why you learn. First, when you, uh, you know, you're a little bit out there, you'll grab a hold of it. Just jump out there. Woo, there it is. Boom. When you come down a couple times fast because you ain't got nothing to grab on to hold on to, you'll, you'll just start testing stuff before you get on, before you get on it again. That's why the, the Bible said try the spirit to see whether or not it's God or not. You got to try, folks, see the one out of the God. And again, we talked about this earlier. You got to make sure you're trusting the God in folks and not the fleshly part of folks. And if folks only got 10% Jesus, that's the only part you, you, te- you trust is 10%. 90% that day won't be trusted. Ain't nothing personal. I just don't want to be disappointed, frustrated. And sometimes, you know, when I thought about this, sometimes we get mad because we do trust people sometimes. 
You know what we're mad at? We're mad because we trusted them. I know I shouldn't have trusted that person before. They disappointed me time and time again. I, they, they, they gave me that sad puppy dog look. Give me another chance. You trust them again. And there they go, going doing the same thing over again. Cause the flesh. The flesh. Flesh. It, it takes something. It takes something. Our private devotion time, Sunday school, praise and worship, corporate prayer, sharing of the word with others provides nourishment to help us grow and become more mature. More mature. We understand that it takes a babe in Christ to develop a strong, it take, what it takes for a babe in Christ to develop a strong connection to the vine. It's the development process. And, and that's because this vine is coming down or going either way. It takes time for that vine to get that strong. It probably starts like that little one up going up, up up top there. But after a while, through a process of studying scripture, a process of coming to church, being fed knowledge and understanding for your pastor, from Sunday school, from midweek service, from revivals, and so forth, your private devotion time, that branch gets stronger and stronger. But it doesn't happen overnight many times. I'm not a great plant person, but I've never seen, I've seen many of them start small, but it takes time for a tree to grow. It takes time for a tree to grow. It takes years, as a matter of fact, for it to be strong enough to support everything we're dealing with. It takes time. In the development process, they may say no and do things that may not always line up with the scriptures. As mature Christians, it's our responsibility to continue to love, care, and encourage and act just toward them so that that the enemy will not try to bring schism, which is division, discord, and disharmony between church members, conflict, or a class concerning beliefs or doctrines between us, as mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12 and 25. In my opinion, this same scenario is true for carnal Christians who stray away from the connection with the true vine. There's a lot of this. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12, 25, first of all. 1 Corinthians 12, 25. We don't want to bring schism, and we don't want to deal with that spirit of schism. First Corinthians twelve twenty five. First Corinthians twelve and twenty five. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. People gonna do stuff. And the enemy gonna try to divide us. He's gonna try to divide us because of different doctrine beliefs, different beliefs of scripture, different interpretation of scriptures. He's gonna try to bring discord and harmony between us as church members. That is the job of the enemy. He's gonna do his job. Our job is to bring peace and harmony between one another. We got a greater job. We got help from the Holy Spirit in order to get that done. Because they're going to come up stuff that we may not necessarily agree upon. And even carnal Christians who stray away from the connection of the true vine going to have things that come up in their life that cause them to divide. But you got to make up in your mind, I'm not going to let the enemy come between me and my sister and brother. I'm not going to let the enemy come between us. We're going to be divinely connected, and we're going to stay spiritual while we're divinely connected. I know sometimes it's going to be difficult for me to stay connected. See, it's easy to stay connected to folks you like. 
I mean, it's easy all the time. You, you know, folks you like, you ain't got no problem connecting to them. But some people who you may have not developed a relationship with in the place it needs to be, it may be challenging to you. It may be challenging to you. But it doesn't mean you, you got, listen, I don't know what color you like, so I'm not going to connect with you. So what? Should, that should not be. It should be because we believe in Jesus. We believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our king. We should stay connected. Stay connected. Don't let division come up. Don't let discord come up. Don't let disharmony come up. Those are three Ds. Division, discord, and disharmony. They can be detrimental and cause division. They can cause division. Boy, they can cause division. My God, they can cause division. And sometimes we say stuff with a bad attitude in the first place. And sometimes you may, you may say it and you think you're not making a face, but everybody else see your face. See, I didn't get, I think somebody, two of y'all, two or three of y'all got that day. Some of y'all say, well, you know what? I'm saying, well, I, I didn't say it with no attitude. Yes, you did. Cause everybody saw your face. Everybody said you, you were, it's okay. Everybody saw your face? And someone's got to work on our facial expressions. Let, 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 Lord, I don't think they heard me. Find two people say, someone's got to work on our facial expression. You say it to a second person. Now say it to a third, because I don't think they quite heard me. Now, uh-huh. So I've got to work on the facial expression, because some of Yes, I agree, Pastor. Yeah, I like it. Cause you know, you know, some people give us gifts and they open it up. We gotta act like we we excited about it, don't we? Look how y'all looking at me here. If we don't act like we excited, oh, you didn't like the gift, did you? My wife bad about that. She, she said, "You don't like it." I said, "I, I, I know I didn't turn the card wheel when I opened it, but." I did like it. It's wonderful. It's great. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Is that what you wanted? Yes, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I spent my hard money for this gift. You better like the gift. It better make you excited. I, I shot for it. I went down to the stone for it. I am, went through this line and everything. <laughs> I want you to be excited when I get you this gift. Even if you don't like you get like you excited. Take it back later and change it for something you like. Because you know, I, I know, I know, Pastor, you said it more than one time. I know. But if you don't like something, act excited, but go ahead and just break everybody know. This is not exactly me right here. And I got just get something else, okay? I mean, you know, this is some stuff. I I people give me stuff sometimes, I don't. I don't be rude. I know. So I tell my wife, tell the person, I, I like it, but you know what? Go ahead and take it in. I re-gifted somebody, but you know. I, I mean, they, they lie. If I don't like it, I don't like it. I mean, you know, I put, some of us got four or five is the same thing, and we, we try to act like we like it all five times. We got the five, we got five gifts of the same thing. We try to, uh, we open the fifth time, y'all bring it. Hey! <laughs> I 
I do not want another one of these. Give me the receipt and I go back and buy what I want. And if you buy somebody something they don't like it, just just learn from it. Don't get attitude. Don't go don't bread not I ain't gonna cook, I ain't gonna buy you nothing else. I ain't cooking you nothing else. You don't like my meal, I ain't cooking you nothing. Nothing. As long as you live, I would never cook you another meal. Let's be honest. Because if not, you're going to end up getting about 20 of the same thing that you don't like. And that's going to cause a bigger problem. Because you can have 19 times or 20 times where you have to explain, when are you ever going to buy me a gift I like? When are you ever going to find, when have you ever paid attention to what I like and what I don't like? Lord, let me get out of that because I see some stir right there. I, I didn't mean to go there, but I did not mean to go there. Let me finish this up. Being a strong branch. And thank God we got strong branches in the sanctuary. My God. Let, let, let me pause for a moment. Look around. There's some strong branches in here. There's some strong branches in here. Strong branches. What makes them strong? They've endured hardship as a good soldier. They have been through some stuff, y'all. Some of y'all will be amazed at some of the stuff that some of the people around next year have been through. But they made it through it. And they are a strong branch. They're productive. And they have remained connected at the church. We have to make a daily commitment to nurture those around us so that members and future members of our church will grow spiritually and see the benefits remaining connected to the true vine and each other. There's a difference. People can see the difference. Because we are connected to the true vine and to each other. There's a difference. There's a difference. We ain't the same person. We're not the same people that everybody else deals with. We're different. We're different. We're different. Oh, yeah, we're different. But it's a good difference. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.